Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerifil enbiyi ve mursalin. Muhammedun Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sallallahu aleyhi ve sellem. Tasliman kathirin kathirin. Fama ba'du. I've been listening to a very very interesting podcast on the Thinking Muslim podcasts uh, of Dr. Yaqub Ahmed who is a historian. And I recommend this to uh, all of you. Do listen to the podcast. Uh, that is a very good uh, podcast site anyway. And uh, this particular one is a particularly good one. Now, it so happens, alhamdulillah, that you know, when you think about some things and you are uh, looking, either looking for answers or you have the answer, but you are looking for the best way to present it and so on. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps you and I think this is what happened just now with me with regard to this podcast because uh, Dr. Yaqub Ahmed um, in his, uh, the points that he talked about, uh, he mentioned some of the most important things that uh, I have been thinking about and I've been, we have been having discussions about them with some of our friends and that was the importance of the teacher. Uh, Dr. Yaqub Dr. Ahmad made a very interesting point and he uh, just, a, you know, he made a, a phrase almost. He said, we write books to be taught, not to be read. We write books to be taught, not to be read. Now, it's a very, very interesting uh, thing to think about. And the importance, therefore, of differentiating between knowledge and wisdom. Um, I will come to that in a bit. But the difference between, it's very important to differentiate these things. Today, we, um, we talk about, we, we have phrases, students of knowledge. And we say, I am in the business of seeking knowledge. And I am seeking knowledge. Uh, and... Uh, our concept of seeking knowledge is uh, we read books, uh, some, of us, some of us write books, we get degrees from this or that university and uh, we consider ourselves to be educated and to be knowledgeable. But see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, taught us about what is knowledge and how knowledge is to be sought. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the famous ayat in uh, Surah Al-Anima, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعَسَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِّنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلُ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, which means, I'll be the man of Shaitan al-Razim. Allah said, truly and surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed the believers by raising from among them a messenger, a teacher. And Allah mentioned four things that the teacher was charged to do. To recite for them the ayat of Allah. To recite for them the signs of Allah, the kalam of Allah, the wahi that Allah subhanahu wa sent. To purify them and to teach them the Quran, teach them the book, and then to give them wisdom, to teach them wisdom. Now, if you just reflect on this and say, 
that what is the significance of all this, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, He gave these things. Um, Allah, sorry, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning the teacher as his blessing. Allah did not say is anzalna alayhimul kitab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said is ba'asa fihim rasulan. Allah did not say the blessing of the on the believers was that Allah sent to them a book. Allah said no. Allah said he sent to them and he raised from among them a teacher. Now the raising from among them the teacher was a double blessing because on the one hand it was the the importance and the barakah and the and the beauty of the teacher. The second was that the teacher was from among themselves, and therefore the teacher was not a stranger. The teacher was not uh, somebody that uh, you know they didn't know. The teacher was not a different form of life. The teacher was one of them. So therefore, this teacher was uh, somebody who was you know hugely important and hugely uh, therefore hugely. Uh, Allah called him the, the teacher, Allah called him the, his blessing. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, This teacher came to teach you the book. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Tawarakalladi nazzala ala abudihi al kitab liyakuna lil alameen nazir. The first ayat of Surah Al-Fulqan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah sent on his abd, on his slave, Muhammad sallallahu his kitab. Allah did not say that Allah sent this kitab for all human beings or all people and all believers. Obviously the kitab is for all human beings. But the kitab was sent to the messenger in order that he may teach the book. So I come to what Dr. Yahweh said. We write books to be taught, not to be just read. Now, this is a very important thing because it, it, it illustrates and it brings with it a particular attitude towards teaching and learning which either is helpful or is harmful, which either facilitates learning or it blocks learning. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the book to the teacher and the teacher to the people to teach them the book, which explains the role and critical importance of the teacher as being the via media, as being between the message and the recipient of the message. Remember, the Qur'an al-Kareem was a verbal message. Allah did not send a piece of paper. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent His word. He spoke to Jibreel and Jibreel spoke to Rasulullah So the teacher, the, the, in this case, Rasulullah's teacher in this case was Jibreel and Jibreel was taught by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself and Rasulullah taught the same thing to, the, to his companions, to his sahaba, to his students. So the teacher to the people to teach them the book. The book was sent to the teacher, which, as I said, it is a verbal message. Now, without the messenger, you could, you cannot and you could not possibly understand the message. To explain the message, think about this. Why must a message which is in a language that you understand and in a language that you are the master of, which, is, which was the case with the Arabs to whom the Quran was sent and the Quran was sent in Arabic, so what was the need for somebody to explain? Teach them the book. Why? Here is a book in, a, in, in the language that I understand. It is coming to me. Why do I need somebody else? I can understand. Right? I can read and I can understand. 
Why do I need a third? Somebody else. Now, the very fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that you need somebody shows that the explainer who was charged with the responsibility of explaining the language, the, the, the message, has more knowledge and wisdom than what is apparent and what can be got by simply reading the message. Now, this is an implication when somebody says, here is, a, here is something, teach them. Teach, you know what I'm saying. He is able to teach because he has more knowledge than what is apparent by just reading the message. And that is what the position of the Wahi Ghairwatlu, the position of the Sunnah of Rasulullah which was granted to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as I mentioned, gave Nabi Sallallahu four tasks. Tilawatil Quran, to recite the, the Quran, Tazkiyatul Nafs, purify the person, purify their souls, purify them internally and externally, their hearts and their spirits and their behavior and their speech and their actions in order to make the place suitable for the message to take effect and then Ta'alimul Qur'an, teach them the book and then Ta'alimul Hikmah, teach them wisdom. So three steps <coughs> with the fourth one which is Tazkiyah to enable the person to benefit. And what are the three steps? Information, knowledge and wisdom. The purification is the fourth step so that the student can benefit from the learning. The importance of acknowledging the value and position of wisdom is very, very, very critical. Now think about that. Information is just random bits and pieces of information, right? You can get it all over the place. It comes today we are we are flooded, inundated with information. Random information which comes to us from all over the place. Information. We are actually suffering today not from a lack of information, but from a surfeit of information, from too much information. Um, we have no, most of us have no clue what to do with that information. How do we organize this information? Uh, how do we use this information? How do we leverage the information? We have no clue. We just get these messages and messages and messages in chat groups and, 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 and forwards and whatnot. And it's driving people crazy. And that's because there is no teacher involved. Now you take this information, which is, uh, you organize that information, that gets converted to what we call knowledge, ilm, right? Information is malumat, ittala'at. Knowledge is ilm, which is experienced, which is a, in that information in organized form. And then, when that ex experience that information which is organized. Now, this is where the teacher comes in. Not everyone has the time to do it. Not everyone has the ability to do it. Not everyone uh, can do it. Uh, but those who do, who dedicate their lives to learning and to teaching, they experience this information. They practice the, the knowledge. They practice the knowledge. They have experience. And then they conceptualize that experience into a teachable form. It's not everyone who can teach. So conceptualizing the, the, the information into a teachable form. How do you teach? What is the specific way of teaching? And there's no one specific way, of, specific way of teaching. Some things are taught experientially. Some things are taught by, by allowing the student to make a mistake and feel some pain. Some things are taught uh, in a theoretical form. Some things need experimentation and so on. So 
conceptualizing it into a teachable form, that is what is called wisdom. Now by reading, you only get to the second place. You've got information and what you're reading is knowledge which somebody else, someone, someone else like you who had information, who wrote it down and, and who, considered, who, who organized it, created a book and wrote a book and that is knowledge. You only get to the second place. To truly benefit, you need the human agency of the teacher. You need the humility to go to the teacher and to accept that you need to learn and put yourself under the, the tutelage of the teacher and have the humility and understanding to say that I am the one in need, that I need to learn. And if you take uh, the case of, uh, for example, uh, Musa salam and Khidr, think about this, here is Musa salam. He is one of the greatest of the prophets and messengers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends him to Khidr, who is not even a prophet and messenger in that way, but he sent him to Khidr to learn. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't tell Khidr, go to Musa and teach him because Musa says he wants to learn. He sends the student to the teacher. He doesn't send the teacher to the student. This is one of our biggest problems today, where we tell the teacher to come to us at a time that is convenient for us, not at the time that's convenient for the teacher. We want the teacher to do all the hard work. We want the teacher to make the sacrifices and we want the teacher to humble himself or herself for us. And usually the reason is because of money. The teacher is poor. We have the money, so we call the shots. Now, brothers and sisters, let me end this here. I will come back to uh, this again in the next podcast. But really, really seriously, let's ask ourselves, if you really want to learn, we have to follow the process that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created. Otherwise, we will have what we have today, which is people who think they are knowledgeable, who have a whole bunch of so-called knowledge, but it's really information in their heads and in their, in their pockets and in their libraries, and which produces in them arrogance, which is the first and most reliable sign of ignorance. Zaluman jahula. Allah said the one who is zalim and who is jahil. Allah did not say the one who is zalim is also knowledgeable. No, he is jahil. Having knowledge, Iblis and Shaitan had more knowledge than anybody else. But that, he was jahil. He was, that was not a sign of his knowledge. It was a sign of his johal, of his ignorance, that he did not even recognize the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He did not recognize the danger of disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah to protect us from arrogance, to protect, to protect us from ignorance, to protect us from kibber, to protect us from imagining that we are worth something and to put humility in us so that we can go and submit ourselves to teachers and say, please teach me.